Hello and welcome to season 11, episode 3 of the Euphoria Podcast. I'm Draco, joined by uh, my cohort, Cadrell. Like well your co-what? Cohort. Okay. Cohort. Do you say, what do you think I said? Uh, let's not talk Co-lady of the night, is that what you thought? Is hot a word? Uh, it is a word. Okay. Like many English speakers, I just throw out words that I'm not entirely 100% mm. sure of the definition, okay. but I think I can put there and it makes sense. Okay. I tell you, I saw, I saw it in World of Warcraft. There you go. World of Warcraft, the word That's cohort? real word. Yeah, they okay. were like, that, uh, no, I Black believe Temple, him. I think. Yep. I, I believe him. In the rail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good source. That's a good source. Screw the Oxford English Dictionary. Um, spoilers if you're in podcast land, potentially. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, saying blah, 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 blah. Did we're you joined say by spoilers for Black Temple? No, spoilers for Yankos this year. Oh. Ah. <laughs> you know, because oh, Yankos because spoke I didn't before, say, I, before oh. I introduced Yankos. Oh. That's it. Welcome, Yankos. Hey. How's life, brother? Uh, life is good. Um, I, I had some, you know, a pretty nice rest day after a pretty nice LAC week one and yeah. uh, excited for week two. Heck yeah. Oh, uh, Mark was watching you play Champions Q last night. I've heard it's been abandoned by our brothers overseas. Yeah, they've just disabled di- it, actually. Oh, wow. Just completely. Wait, they disabled it? Yeah, they disabled it. Like, when did that happen? A couple days know. ago. Whoa. They disabled it because there was enough players. Writing on the wall then. But I hope that ours is... How was Champions Q? Was it a, a higher experience than Solo Q? Was it sick? Were you like, damn, it's almost like playing on stage. It's so <laughs> it's serious <smile>. and professional. <laughs> it's the smile. I mean, I think... Um, I had better experience with it during Worlds because there were like way more skilled players. Mm-hmm. And currently, I feel like the problem is... So, I have like my personal couple of changes I would change about Champions Queue. So, first of all, I would grant priority queue to all the LAC players so that yep. we can have as many games as possible with one. our players. With yeah. our players, I mean the high, the best players. And then, you know, other roles would fill. So it would create imbalance in some matchups technically, right? But yeah. still, right now, I feel like there is so many games going on, which is great. But, you know, it's also starting. So they won many games. Yeah. But I feel like games are quite um, unbalanced, right? So yeah. I play against players I am not super familiar with. And mm. I don't feel like they are that good. And the games are quite one-sided and snowbally just because it, it's with comms. So when everyone's talking to each other, it's way easier to snowball the game and yeah. win easy. Yeah, I saw that because when I looked at your stream, I was watching one of your games and I looked at other streams. I looked at like Bo, Jack Spectre was streaming. Um, I think Checkolad was streaming. Yeah. A couple of ERL players. Everyone was in a different game. There was no game where there was like two or three LEC players in it together. I was like hoping that I could see you versus mm. Bo or see you versus someone in the LEC, but there was literally just nine ERL players, right? And then one LEC player in it. So priority queue makes sense. Are you fine with the start times? I think a lot of people wanted it earlier. Uh, No, I mean, I agree with you or with a lot of people, I suppose. I think 10 p.m. is just way too late because currently, I mean, there's some players that play until 2 a.m. I don't think it's that common though. And I also feel like if you have very heated games, it's hard to fall asleep after. So if you play all that late until 2 a.m., I think it's too much. What time do you finish scrims? We finished scrims at 8 p.m. currently. Okay. It's a, like a new system this year where we play three games. I mean, we can get into details a bit later maybe, but yeah, yeah. it's basically three games, one hour play, three games. So we finished 8 p.m. We eat dinner. So it makes sense to start Champions in my opinion, at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. for LEC at least. And then if it ends at 1 a.m., I think it's fine. I also doubt many people will play until like the very, very 1 a.m. Yeah. But I, I think the three hours between 9 to 12 would be busy. And it's also like... Yeah, you can choose solo queue or that, right? But currently you play a bit of solo queue, then you play champion's queue. Um, but I just don't see people staying up until 2 a.m. to play champion's queue. Yeah, personally, I like a, an earlier schedule. I think, in, and I know that obviously the LEC starts later in the day so that there there are people who are going to be on a sleep schedule where they're going to sleep at 2 a.m., but in my experience as well, and I know there's plenty of players who can probably just pass out immediately after a game of League of Legends, but for me, it's like I'm, I'm amped 
after a game of league. I need like an extra hour after that just to like calm down, read a book, let the adrenaline out of my system. You know, yeah, if I lost, definitely. remember that I don't hate myself. I also you know, like the, you know, the little things. I also think I don't know if I should say this here, but I also think the LEC should start an hour earlier. You know, I think it starts at like six. I think five PM start would be nice. You know, that is better based towards midnight as well. Uh, I don't know. I think like I don't know the esports scene. Like in the last ten years, has been like really like up till four AM. You know, grinding. But I think as nutrition and like teams have grown, mm-hmm. people are like early sleeps better because uh, I remember reading somewhere that. Uh, one hour sleep before midnight is worth two hours sleep after midnight. So you just feel way more refreshed during the day. Yeah. And then people like to do gym a lot more, early morning gym, early morning exercise, whatever it may be. Other alternative theory as to why we feel this way. We're all way older now. <laughs> I didn't yeah. say yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you you're not right with there. you, but I'm looking at our cast. I'm like... You're certainly not a Zoomer. You're not really a Zoomer. <laughs> yeah, we're getting older. That's like a very nice way to say yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, a Zoomer. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have like one of the 17-year-old or 18-year-old players on the podcast. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. Right now, so it's the age, I think you're right. We might have a limited perspective. But I, I, I mean, I'm inclined to agree. But uh, as far as the start time, I'm just not even going to go there because... That's a that's above my pay grade. Yeah, same here. <laughs> not gonna not gonna start that conversation here. Wait, can I complain? I can, you be can complain you because can I still play, play it. Right? So I'm yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, do make LAC one hour before, please. Then it starts. Okay, that's wow. my player. That's my player. That was a good one. I mean, yeah. I I just think that the reason why it would start later on Fridays at least mm-hmm. is because people had to get off work, right? Yep. But we literally have LAC on like Saturday, Sunday now. Saturday, Sunday. So there's yeah. like no reason to start at six p.m. I think, and even if we start at six p.m. Like we, we used to start at 5 p.m. for the weekend and mm-hmm. 6 p.m. for Fridays, but now it's like always 6. Yeah. And I mean, I know we have some delays that will be resolved in the future, but yeah, I would, I would really prefer to start a bit earlier. Yeah, definitely a lot of delays in this previous week. And obviously, technical issues always happen, but that, that makes that start time definitely feel worse when you're there. Oh, for, yeah. I mean, we were all there. For and I think I have like one more argument, which sure. I, it may not it stand is. correct in like two weeks, but. If we have BO3s and BO5s, are they going to start at 6 p.m. or 5 p.m.? Because from my experience, normally when we have BO5s, they start even earlier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense for BO1s only to be at 6 and then like BO5s and BO3s to be at 5. Because five, BO5s can go to 5 games, which is the same as the 5 BO1s. And BO3s yeah. can go to 6 games, yeah. which is longer. I will say that we're kind of well. like, without so, yeah. anyone here present from the team that actually makes those decisions, it's like, I can't really give you guys a meaningful response. Oh, we are just complaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's like, really fair. fun to complain. I don't actually often. know. Because I can be like, wow, that's a great idea. And then someone can come in and be like, actually, here's all the reasons we start at 6. And I'll be like, never mind. It's a, <laughs> it's a bad idea. But yeah. I don't know, right? So I'm like, uh, okay, sure, guys. Great. Yeah. Need that piece of perspective here's why but all that people need to know now is that we're healthy we want to wake up earlier we want to go gym we want to go run the grind earlier and then you skip to the reality it's like laying in photo the alarm's going (laughs) off you're scrolling through reels or something like do i really want to get out of bed no 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 we we got out of bed um yeah wait you're like super healthy now these days yankos aren't you aren't you like consistent gym goer aren't you are you i don't know so you know I mean, you were telling us a story before you got on on air about spilling, like, protein powder on a microphone. So I was like, oh, he's a (laughs) healthy guy. I mean, if if he's got protein powder, he must be healthy. So I've been, like, going gym quite a lot last year. But then I went to America for Worlds. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Actually, you don't need to say anything else, brother. I know. I went to America for Worlds, and it started going downhill. And then I went to Korea for, like, a boot camp kind of vacation type. Uh And then I kept eating the fried chicken. 
Mm-hmm. It also with that so fried, chicken. fried chicken. Yeah. And then, you know, right now we also changed the, screen, uh, the practice schedule in yeah. LAC. And we play, instead of playing five games straight from 2 p.m., so yep. 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., now we play, we start at 1 p.m., we play three games, then we have one hour break, then we play another three games. So we start one hour earlier, but we end one hour later. And that also means we don't start at one. We have a meeting before everything has a meeting about drafts, about potential peaks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have one day of practice less because of LAC lasting three days instead of two days. Yep. So overall, we have so much less time so that I feel like it's kind of hard to go gym right now in the morning because yeah. I have to wake up at like 9.30 um, to have like one hour gym and then shower, go to the office yeah. so that we have, we have meeting and food at 11.30. But that also means when like... If I want to go to sleep later because of Champions Cure solo queue, then yeah, it, it, it makes it a bit awkward currently. For, yeah, for, for I me. feel that. I mean, we're also, I think that our schedule is definitely less strict than your schedule. But I think I think we're also all adjusting. I think everyone behind the scenes in LAC is adjusting right now. Like switching to three days a week is really wild. And then obviously, if you're also changing your scrim format as well, I can get that. I believe in maybe in like a month, it would be easier for you to find that stability. But when you're like in this schedule in the first week, mm. There's just I can't imagine actually, adding anything else on top. Uh, what do you value more, actually? So you know, two two because um, I guess you have uh, Tuesdays off, I presume. Yeah. So if you have Tuesday off, you have three scrim days. Yeah. And then three game days. Do you prefer three game days, three scrim days, or two game days, four scrim days? You think the extra I game days definitely better practice? Prefer four scrim days. I think it's kind of bad actually the system right now in LEC. Really? I mean, like I, if I'm really honest, I think three days of playing is no. I I love playing more games. That's mm. great. But playing one more day is a bit pointless because LAC day is quite of a... So you can still play practice that yeah. day, but you don't go hard practice. So you kind of play like two, three games of, you know, comms and not really reviews because you don't want to stress yourself mm-hmm. out too much. So we still practice during LAC days, but that is also because we lost the day. And I feel like three days of LAC means travel time, means studio time. So in a day, you probably have like four hours here. Just, mm. you know, waiting for your game, then playing your game, then, you know, coming back after your game. It still takes a time to co- come to the studio from the from Berlin, right? It's like yeah. 30, 20 minute drive. So I feel like it would be really great to have like two BO1s in a day. But I can also see that disadvantage, like competitive disadvantage, because you need to prepare for two teams in one yeah, day. Yeah. So I'm not sure what is like the best system, but I do feel like three days of playing is just a bit awkward, especially if it's BO1s and not BO3s. Yeah, it does. It does feel... Um, like, I, obviously, I just wish there was more time in the year so we could play out two game days before we go into best of three. Because I think once you get into best of three, you you solve that problem because you're not playing every LEC day, right? Yeah. I don't know exactly like what the schedule. Three, yeah, you like play two out of three. You play a best of three when you go instead of playing a best of yeah, three. Yeah, so it's like so much nicer. Yeah. I think. And so, I mean, the good news is there's three weeks of this, which is, I think, super chaotic for everybody, mm. you know, from the broadcast and for us where it's like, we're seeing all of you every single day. Yeah, it's, games games. it's a super week. <laughs> every week. Yeah. You know yeah what I mean? You've it's played like, like a third of your regular yeah. season already. I mean, and the good the good news is you go into best three and then you go into best of five. And I feel like that's immediately much better. Yeah, but that's good news to go into BO3. Yeah. For the teams that are going Wait, where are you guys in the standings now? They're tied. I mean, that's they're, right. they're in we, the, we just have one win. They're like, in the, that's what matters. One win. It's like. Yeah, you're tied fifth, four, five way tie for fifth. Yeah, so how how's the how's the mood in the team? You guys feeling good? How's the mm-hmm. how's everything going? Cuz it was you were like good first week when you came on, but it was obviously it was a bit of a mixed bag of a first week. No, I mean, I think we won a game, but we wanted to win at least two games, right? So Vitality is like a team that we wanted to beat initially. Yeah. Um, but I mean, 
Okay, so we actually, we wanted to go 3-0. Why we wanted to go 3-0 is because, well, first of all, we want to win every game. But yep. next week we face Koichi 2 and Fnatic. Oof. So we had like a little bit tougher second week. Yep. And we kind of wanted to like snowball our mental into like very good condition. Yep. Winning three games first. And then having like a very strong mental for the next uh, week. Currently though, instead of having a good mental, we still have like a decent mental. But we know we have like so many things to improve on, so many things to work on. But looking at teams like Koi and G2, they have way better fundamentals than we do. And they also play, you know, stronger on stage, right? Uh, individually. So mm, definitely looking forward to facing, you know, my old team, also Koi and Fnatic. I think all of them are going to be super fun to play against. And mm-hmm. I do think that we can win um, reviewing our games. I mean, it's a bit of a copium, of course. But it is possible. Yeah. Um, that being said, we didn't start the way we wanted, right? We wanted to win at least against SK Gaming to start with two wins. And then kind of our goal in Winter Split would be to make BO3s and then improve from, from BO3s, BO1s. And then in Spring Split, we would like to be competitive enough to, you know, fight for like top places. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I see it. Especially that in Ber- when we started scrimming in December... We were like so bad, like so so boosted. Like I couldn't watch. I mean, like I was I was watching our games in scrims and just I close I, your eyes. I couldn't, bro, I couldn't bear it. Like I couldn't bear it. I was like trying to help the team with the coaching staff and and you know trying to improve. And I actually feel like phase? huh? With the games lost lost in lane phase. I mean, many games are still lost in lane phase, but also they can be lost in the early. I mean, overall, I think many of our games are lost in early game, yeah. and that is not just laning phase. That is also yeah. like jungle, right? So. We are trying to work on that currently, and I think if we become a very strong early game team, then it's way easier to get a lead and then try to close the game out than to, let's say, play on even terms against teams like G2, right? Because, Mm. again, they have better fundamentals, so if you start from behind, it's harder to come back. But if you start from ahead, there is a good chance you can close the game. So our goal is to you know, be a very strong early game team, even if we don't always draft for early game. And then after that, you know, when we improve our early game to a level where we can compete with the best teams yep. we kind of you know care more about mid late game but yeah i mean I, i'm looking forward to the weekend and i think the mood the the, the question was about the mood i think the yeah. mood is good we watched some series yesterday the last of us that was a banger we no um, play board games uh, to ch- choose who washes the dishes because Ooh. we don't have a dishwasher so no, there's, no dishwasher. there's no dishwasher yeah. so it's basically like Ooh. i'm taking out the trash every day actually i, I don't want to be that guy if anyone from my team is listening, please start taking out the trash because I'm the only one who is doing like chores outside of. So you've got dedicated team. trash duty. No, I don't. I don't have a dedicated one. I'm just a nice guy. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm no, the no, dad, no, 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 and you know, yeah, Abby yeah, yeah. calls me like, "Thank you, dad," Aww. and I'm like, "But isn't that's a good excuse <laughs> to make me do it?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not how it's gonna be. Yeah. I so, feel like you're both dads in that house. Shouldn't you alternate between the trash taking out? Yeah, that's. I mean, I try to ask them. So today, for example, when I was, you know, coming here for you guys to Euphoria, mm-hmm. I left the trash in front of the door. You're like, kids, so I didn't take it I'll out. I'll be home from scrim. I'll be home for scrim soon. Take out the trash while yeah, I'm gone. I, I kind of yeah, left it in front of the door so that when so we have to go office every day, which means every day we have to go downstairs anyway. So God, it's not difficult to take, take it. it. Yeah, surely someone surely. Will take it. If they don't take it, I'll make them take it when I come back. Yeah, I see. You might need to do a new. You might need to keep gamifying the system or something. It sounds like you know you play a game to do dishes. Maybe whoever I mean, ints the most in scrims has to like take the trash down or something. But the like, walk of shame. Yeah, the walk of shame. Know, yeah. <laughs> but that's like, I don't like it because you pinpoint someone who is inting. 
I don't want ah, like yeah, I don't yeah. want to be like it's excluding like, people like hey you played bad you no, have to take another track. It's like the Game of Thrones shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because the gaming house makes me laugh because you've got like you and Evie right who I think are probably in like very different stages of your life than the other people on your team. I mean, you guys Evie is like very ahead of me as well in a way. Yeah. I mean, he, a personal life at least. He yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's yeah. you know he has a wife for example, yeah. which is really cool I think. Yeah. Um, Perix as well upset. Don't be, you know. I think many players are actually trying to balance the pro playing life and uh, the actual life. So I think it's, a, it's very it's, interesting. It's a tricky thing, but I think it's interesting that you're you're living, you're back in like the gaming house environment again, and you could probably like you have very different expectations of your roommates probably than they do of themselves. Because like my experience watching these gaming houses, I love it when there's like a player who's like, you know, mid twenties, mm. and then the player who's like eighteen, and the player who's like eighteen is like living in a pile of food delivery bags and oh. the other guy is just like please for the love can of god just, just one time <laughs> can you pick your shit up yeah. just like, that's like always my favorite team yeah, house yeah. dynamic wait so you live in a team house right yeah we live in a team house but it's not everyone Marissa lives uh, separately mm-hmm. and me jack samux uh which is you know positional coach uh, ruby and evie live together but none mm. of them are that young i mean of course they're younger than me right but yeah i don't know how old is ruby and jack actually but i think they're like between 22 and 24 so it's not like they're that young you oh know? that's good that's so good i feel news. like everyone is quite experienced so i don't have to like nag at them every day mm-hmm. but i kind of expect them to do a little bit more but at the same time it's not that important and you know in the end it's all about the play and if i have to take out the trash and yep. we win lec that's fine i will do it it's all about the play and then if you guys go like 3-0 this week then you can bring it back to the trash be like hey we went 3-0 you know we smashed all these teams I mean, if we go and you still zero. can't take the dash out <laughs> are you kidding me shame <laughs> wow great hands this week use them to take the trash out you know? like, really loved how you made that play happen now make a play to get the trash into the room you know, you know when we um we had like this board game night where yeah we basically played who is gonna wash the dishes and Jack's girlfriend was visiting, and she was the one losing. <laughs> no, oh, oh my god, she's a that's guest. You degenerate. Guests have to be excluded. Oh. You can't. That's <laughs> no. Did he not? Did he not take it on the chin? Did he not go up there and do no, the no, dishes? No, no. So what happened is that she lost, and then me and so I didn't want to say it. Yeah, because you know everyone said okay, who everyone looking at each other like yeah, everyone's looking at each other, and then Abby said. Oh, it's Jack and his girlfriend. Oh, so yeah, Evie was like, good, yeah, good job, so, so Evie. Like, yeah, and Jack, of course, helped her. So it okay, was not good, like... Okay, good, 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 good. Okay. at first, no one was just, you know... Can but. you imagine how absolutely ruthless <laughs> you would have to be? You invite your girlfriend to stay. She comes. You're going to have a great time. Oh, you lost the game. Sorry, babe. Do the dishes while I go play solo queue with the boy. That's messed up. Bro, it was kind of like... Your relationship is not yeah, just like doing Not just girlfriend, just guests. Just inviting friends over. And making do you guys want to come over, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to play some board games? <laughs> just walk inside, just trash outside the door. So no dishes in there. Oh, I, I would love it. The like, you walk in, there's a dark room, no light. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. Just sit down. Yeah. play a board game. There's like 10 people and all, all right. of them are supposed... You know, they're all part of Heretics and they're just yeah. you. It's like 10v1 just to watch. <laughs> no, no. We're, yeah, we're playing a game of... Uh, Raise your hand if your name is Daniel Dracos. Oh, you lost. Wow, time to do the dishes. That's the new one. We're playing yeah. the sheep game. Context here is there's a, there's a game that you play sometimes with it's extra really beverages where apparently it's Australian. We learned it from our producer, Phil, where you have to not show your teeth mm-hmm. and then you can either say sheep 
or ba. And if you say sheep, <laughs> it gets passed around one way, or you can say ba to pass it back. And the, if you show your teeth or laugh at all, you lose. You yeah. have to, yeah. Yeah, and when wow. you've perhaps had one or two beverages, it it's, becomes excessively difficult oh, to say yeah. sheep or ba. It's interesting. It gets messy. I know it sounds very simple, but it's it makes you laugh so much. I kind of want to play that game. We're not playing it now. Okay. <laughs> does, the, does the loser have to do the dishes? We'll come over and we can play it for dishes. <laughs> Although you laugh so much, I yeah, feel like, I you're, gonna, I feel like you're gonna be the guy doing the dishes. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Bring it back into league, though. Uh, it seems like you're like starting like a whole new project this year, mm. and I like the mentality that you guys are coming in with. That it's like obviously you want to win as much as possible, but first setting your sights on top eight and getting into best of threes, and then focusing more on spring. I like that you have that perspective on a long-term project um how does it feel like knowing that like the real goal is spring to play week to week are you just laser focused on like big picture improvement or are you just or are you trying more to focus on like your opponent coming up next week prep for specifically coy and or specifically one opponent or are you just mostly looking at yourselves and saying hey like what can we do better and thinking long term mm, i think it's mostly thinking long term i think we are currently trying to focus on ourselves it's quite pointless to me to focus on individual opponents because it's a bill one it's not a yeah. bill three it's not a bill five even so i think that currently we are doing some mistakes and decision making in our games both in scrims and on stage is slow there is a lot of process of thinking and there's yeah. still like a little bit of a language barrier existing in our team so yeah. we really have to like think too much in games sometimes which also hinders our ability to make decisions and make fast decisions so i think right now yeah we want to focus on being better at the game overall macro micro our laning phase our early game like i mentioned of course our mid late game is also something we are working on but mostly focusing on our early game and you know what champions to play also i think the luxury of being good Something i i i didn't remember didn't take because, granted yeah something i took for granted in yeah. g2 is the luxury of being good is that you can play a lot of things and you can get away with it. Yeah. But right now, our practice is very limited to few champions that we have to play and we have to play at a high level. Yeah. So I can't really like play multiple champions as I did in G2, which is like, I mean, it's a double-edged sword in a way playing multiple champions because you don't always play them on stage and maybe mm -hmm. you waste practice in a way. So playing one or two comps can be better. But at the same time, it's way more fun to, you know, just like play multiple champions and yeah, win every scrim. Weird yeah, it's it's like scrims. last year, definitely different times, you know, we were winning every single scrim, uh, playing different shit and just stomping everyone, except for maybe I'm signed world. These are <laughs> mm, it's a fine, bit it's tougher. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It sounds but, great. Um, yeah. I never know, but it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a different time now. But yeah, focusing ourselves, I think, um, um, you know, we want to be realistic again. We play G2 Koi Fanatic. I think it's kind of pointless to prepare against teams like G2 because, I mean, they showcase how strong they can be. And, you know, we yeah. showcase how difficult it can be for us to win games. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, in, in a matter of few weeks, I think Heretics will be like a team that will be uh, will be strong. But yeah. to be like top five or top four to basically fight for Worlds by the end of the year, that's the goal, right? To make it to Worlds by the end yep. of the year, we have to be top four. And I think to be top four, it's very important that we work hard, but we need to work hard and smart. And we need to work fast because there's no time. And I would say many teams started way higher, way above us, way better than us. Mm -hmm. So if everyone keeps improving at a steady rate, we are just not going to make worlds. That's not possible. So we need to work faster. We need to work in a way where we can be better at working, so to speak, yeah, so yeah. that we can beat them by the end of the year so that we can claim top four 
Otherwise, you know, if if we keep our level like steadily increasing, but every other team is also being a bit better, yeah. then we might just never catch up to them because they keep, you know, pulling ahead, right? So, um, like I said, I think currently I'm somewhat satisfied with the pro- not satisfied, but I I see the progress we made over the month, and I think it's great. We are so much better, but we are still shitty. We mm, still yeah. need to be much better. So it's not a matter of just continuing. You, you have to go faster. Yeah. You I mean, we just have to go faster because yeah. there's no time, you know? Like, yeah. there is time to lose spring in a way. There is time to lose winter, but there's just no time. Like, we need to make the championship split. We need to make worlds. Yeah. We want to make, you know, top two. We want to, like, you know, make it to Messiah in spring if possible, but it's not realistic if we are losing to SK Gaming, you know? So, yeah. um, definitely BO1 is different than BO3, BO5. Uh, in a BO1, you, you do have some luck, but I feel like the decisions we are making in games and the, the mistakes that... How, how we lost our games is not even the Australis game right like it was not that one-sided so I feel like these these type of things they don't come oh you you play a BO5 and suddenly you are a better team this is not how it works right so are those decisions just slow because of the language barrier in terms of lack of understanding what you actually mean or is it just people have different ideas and they try to discuss it and so it takes long to Mm. actually make the decision I think there's still some individual ideas in the team that are like wrong Mm. um and because the i mean it's, it, it's wrong that, because yeah the views of the game are different but it's it's mostly about you know making the same decision it's also that not everyone is like yeah i mean i don't want to get in too much into details because yeah, yeah, i don't want to yeah but anyway wanna, yeah, yeah. I, I think that all of us just have to be more on the same page and um besides that all of us need to improve our like macro knowledge how to move mm-hmm. around the map and when to show, when not to show, how to stay out of vision, when not to stay out of vision, mm. how to play team fights, what champions. I mean, there's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 it's like, yeah, heretics is good, but they have to but work on the yeah, 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 phase, yeah, they're 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 game, their individual performances, the communication. <laughs> exactly. It sounds like overall you just need to yeah, level everything yeah, up. Yeah, their ability yeah. to take out the trash, like it's just like the list is like everything, everything has to be better. Um, but I think there's hope. There's a lot of potential, you know. We could see Evie smurfing on stage on Cassante. We could see Ruby having a great game with Cassiopeia. Yeah. Uh, Jang and Mercer, I think both of them are very great, have so much potential. And, uh, you know, I can see them being, like, one of the best bot laners in Europe very soon. So yeah. many, many things to work on. Uh, maybe some copium in my words, but, you know, it is what it is, right? You you want to win, well, you and kinda, I'll you, do everything in my power to win. And you got to believe it. And I would hate to hear you come in here after one week. Yeah. And, and one of, like, And be, like, one of Twitch chat, which yeah, is, like... Twitch chat, yeah. Hey! can win you guys suck your bottle is the worst oh, i hate this yeah it's, it's the and, classic and don't get me wrong like it was a rough week for your bot lane they did not have the all the biggest all-star performances but you know credit to, to jack who's obviously very young for our league even if he's a name that's been around for a while in terms of people anticipating him coming in he came out he said this is not the level i want to play at he tweeted very publicly he acknowledged it so it's not really a lot else to be said there but we you all- know to be honest with you i kind of feel it's like it's it's really great of him to acknowledge it and and yep. say it out publicly, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it's a public pressure to do so. Sure, you know I, I don't know if he did it himself or not. I really hope he you know wanted to get it out of his system because he decided to. But I feel like because people say so much shit online, mm-hmm. you kind of want to be like, oh yeah, I actually played bad. But I don't actually think Jack played that bad. I think yeah, sure, there's some decisions that could have been better. Mm-hmm. But like you know mechanically and stuff, he played fine. It's just that public opinion of him is, oh, Botlin is trash. So now Botlin has to put more pressure on themselves yeah. and they have to stress themselves out. And it's something that, you know, I, I spoke about to them and, and to the team that like there's no stress, you know, like whatever people say doesn't matter. Like I haven't shit talked so many years. Yeah. 
so many different yeah, you've learned people. To just blank it out. So it's it's just doesn't matter, you know. Like yeah. you have your opinion of yourself, and honestly, being egoistic is is important. Like you just have to believe you are good, um, yeah. and of course, you shouldn't be like too high on copium that oh, I'm the best when I'm shit. Mm. But well, you don't. You also don't want to have like too low opinion of yourself because that will hinder your performance. Yeah, and also like obviously. For orgs and for the business side of esports, it's important to have people be really active on social media. It's important for fandom and for community. But like, if you go on social media and you cannot handle that pressure or that negative feedback, just get off. Like, I would rather see Jack Spectra never tweet and never interact on social media if it meant that he was like a more happy, more fulfilled human being and could just focus mm, on his performance. That is true. Yeah. Than see him come out and tweet. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love Carzy tweets. They're blatantly inappropriate and kind of weird but yeah. like if you told me that he was mentally going to be happier and was like would perform better and be able to practice if he better, makes those tweets yeah instead of making those no, <laughs> no, if he makes those tweets and they make him happy i'm happy yeah for no him. exactly you and it's do... the opposite for jack or for anyone else if you feel like social media is overwhelming for mm-hmm. you might as Get well off. just not use just it stop, yeah. just check out because yeah. the, the sad truth is there's probably are there are people out there who genuinely want to give you that love and give you that support and there are people who tear you down and some people are going to be able to process those things and take the good and ignore the bad or take what's actually meaningful there. And some people, I struggle with this, like when it's negative, I like the negative shit sticks with me for way exactly. longer. Yeah. It sticks with me for like a month. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm still thinking about a random comment someone made about like my pants a month ago. It's in my head. Literally. So I just don't What did they say? I don't, I don't even remember specifically. I just made that <laughs> one up. But like there's a lot that I can't say that are more yeah. appropriate it, than it, that. It feels like 10 to 20 compliments is one thing of like yeah. people saying, you're, you're great. And then one person's like, and, you're shit. And some you know, people... Okay. don't struggle with that some people don't have it you know whatever you want to call that some people can do it and some people can't and so i just hope the people who can't can be honest with themselves because i think it's sometimes you're like i'm a guy nothing phases me i'm always all right but then secretly you're like oh god they all you know like don't pretend just get off social media. yeah didn't you have like a little bit of a detox of social media as well i'm trying to be less yes away from it yeah i think it's less super- away from it you mean like you are trying, trying to be, be away, away from, from it, it. i'm okay. trying to be very diligent when i do it because i don't want to ignore the community and the people who want to engage with me but i'm trying to set very specific like times and windows when i'm active on social yeah. media oh well so it's like it's not a check my phone every 10 15 minutes kind of thing it's mm, not yeah. addictive i think to be honest i mean if pro players i'm not saying jack does struggle but as the example if you do struggle ever with social media i don't think it hurts to give your account to your manager or something and yeah. say hey can you just tweet me like once or twice a week about our game yeah i'm just gonna uninstall twitter and uninstall instagram or whatever mm-hmm. but then the other side is like uh your longevity of career as an influencer or yeah. as a social media presence yeah. and being public facing then disappears because you lack personality right sure yeah so it's just and this is, balances everything this is a privilege that i get to say this because i'm so established in the lec and i'm also a full-time employee so that like i can take a step away from twitter and i don't feel like i'm giving up anything in my career where it's like a brand new caster or a brand new pro player who really wants to cement themselves maybe feels like they don't have that luxury yeah for sure but this is a bit of a segue i didn't want to talk too much about this we can i do want to talk about the other teams in the league in this hot mess that is should we bring up the tier list that we made as well yeah we can just to reflect on it a bit see what the ankles thinks so there's this is our tier list okay b b b b b okay Hmm, to recap the standings okay we are on the same level as my okay Hmm. okay hold on so we might have been a little bit wrong here but yeah just just to say the actual (laughs) standing there's a tier list now behind us if you're on youtube um otherwise wait dagda just copied me what the hell yeah dagda has exactly it's crazy how did he do that? He didn't see your tier list stuff for the record. Oh, okay. Well, but it was on your YouTube channel, so he might have seen your tier list, but I don't think he did. Gotta get that clickbait. Maybe so, he like watched it, but then he didn't, like he didn't know why he makes those decisions. So we actually manipulate, yeah, yeah, manipulate yeah. the subconscious. <laughs> so. Inception style. 
just to recap the actual standings after week one, G2 Esports Vitality 3-0, Koi Mad Lions 2-1, Excel Fanatic SK BDS Heretics 1 and 2. Goddamn. Astralis 03. <laughs> um, so, Poor Astralis. sorry, Astralis. We all put you I in the tier. I think we all hit Astralis correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair to Astralis, uh, there were some redeeming moments. They had some pretty close games or closer games in the early game. It fell apart mid-game, late-game. They had some Bro, I had Fiora on my Red Buff level 1. That oh, was yeah. sick. That was, that was a good game from them. I would that Fiora that. Red Buff level do you know, 1. Do you know where he got that from? Up. Well, I guess he maybe thought himself, but the, the day before bro was playing and morgan did the exact same thing but he really? did it way worse i didn't goddamn watch it he did it way worse he walked in pushed him out got his flash and then stood in the brush lost the first two keeps and then went back in and did it to his grump as well oh so it he was, like really like played yeah, with him. was really but like, i think it's maybe yeah i mean for me he did it only for red and i also lost my flash and that was not pleasant but i kind of messed up a word as well because i actually used my word on the ramp thinking they could invade level one yeah. but i didn't think about fiora queuing over the wall but it's like in a way, it's lazy toward the ramp, but not the brush, because mm. it's the same type of vision. It is. But it protects you against Fiora Dash. And it's something I didn't think about. And then when I saw the Fiora, I was like... Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, you now are conscious of it, so you'll probably do that again. But eventually, you'll slowly forget. And then it'll happen again in like a year's time. Yeah. You're like, oh, God damn it, I should have worded exactly yeah, in that yeah, spot yeah, again. Yeah. I mean, something that like you can bring up when the game starts. Like Everyone can say it, and everyone can be aware of it. Yeah, and then yeah. some, some person will word it right. But... Um, it was, I mean, if this would happen to me in solo queue, I would probably be like, <laughs> <laughs> but on stage I was like, I'm okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Guys, it's, it's okay. It's guys, okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Having a great time here in the jungle, no flash. <laughs> I'm so Guys, I was having HP. I didn't know my red bump. Like, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I do want to give credit to Astralis that like that first game. Also Kobe. And, and as well to Kabe. Kabe had a really great game on Zaya. He looked Super aggressive, which is something we've criticized in the past, that he's just very um, passive, passive player. Or not passive, but like, he's Mr. Reliable, he's not Mr. Carry. He really tried to be Mr. Carry a few times this weekend. And that first game that they played against you guys, that early game, it felt like they had a clear plan, they executed. So that was at least a positive sign for Astralis. Ultimately, not enough to take them out of D tier. Ultimately, not enough to get them a win. But I don't want to just throw Astralis completely under the bus. There were some good things to look at um, this past weekend, and hopefully it will get better for them. But shifting our attention uh, to Heretics, we put you in B tier. All of us put you in B tier next to the Mad Lions. In my case, next to Fnatic and XL. Kadrel put you next to just the Mad Lions. Hmm. I'm so, surprised by the Mad Lions. Oh, Jesus. The Mad Lions, better than we thought. Yeah. Everyone else, for the most part, kind of worse than we thought. Yeah, to be honest, if I had to change anything, I'd put Mad Lions in A, drop XL and Fnatic to like B tier, maybe C. And then uh, drop Koi out of S. Where would you put Heretics? Are Heretics a B tier team or a C tier team right now? Yeah, Mark? I'd keep them above SK. I'd leave them. Even though you lost, I would say that, you know, as a team, I think I have more faith in them. I mean, I have faith in us, but if I had to rank it after like week one, I would for sure put us C tier. I agree, Mark. But I, think that, I think you're coping out here. No, no. Bit. I mean, I think I would, I would put us C tier, but I would say we have the potential to be like A tier. But uh, for now, I don't think we showed it. I mean, yeah. I think we had like mm. some decent... So I don't think our games were against Tom's, you know? Like, we had decent games. Like, we, we had, had competitive games, games against yeah. everyone, but again, we played against Astralis SK think, and Vitality. I think if you told me in the long run, 
that your team had a higher ceiling than SK. I would believe that. Mm. Not knowing how much you're both <laughs> I mean, I would hope so, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I would hope that you would hope so too. Pedigree alone there. Yeah, because otherwise you're just putting a tier list for like week one performances, right? You well, want to put a tier list for what Which is essentially seen. the standings, right? Exactly, right. You know? yeah. And this was kind of our preseason prediction of where people would come in. But I think in the long run, yeah, I have faith in your team to grow. But well, I would yeah, say we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of excited to play Excel as well because of Targa, right? Targa, I have so many ex-teammates now. I have like yeah. Targamas, I have yeah. Wunder, you know, coming up. Yeah. Fanatic, Caps, I have G2, the whole team. Yeah, yeah Reckless. Like, it's going to be a banger. Did, is there any team that surprised you in a good or a bad way? Mm, I mean, I would say that G2 surprised me in like a very positive way because mm. I am, I mean, okay, so I expected them to be the best with this roster. Like, I think yeah. they have the best like laners in Europe since a while. Yeah, and, yeah, since, yeah, and for a mile as well. Like, yeah. As but... Well. I, I didn't expect them to like dominate so hard, but I think their idea of playing the game is very good. You know, they are very, very aggressive. They are like very like early snowball team kind of, and they're even not drafting meta junglers. They are actually like yeah. shining away from it and they are drafting like in a more aggressive way. Like, yeah, things like Graves, Kindred and Viego. So I think that this team has a lot of potential and I actually like this style because what we in the past with G2 struggled with, when yeah. we went to international stage, we played like, the meta in Europe and then the meta at Worlds would be a bit different and then we would like, we had to, uh, to adapt, right? But I feel like the meta that they are playing now is something that if you get good at this, it's easier to get good at like playing, let's say, Sejuani and, and farming and like scaling mm. yeah. than it is to be very good aggressive team that can use um, priority to invade and to snowball games. So yeah. I think that what they are practicing or playing now is actually good long term and if meta is slightly different at the messiah or worlds they can adapt so you know i definitely look forward to like their journey over the year yep. but you know i don't really care that much about them either because it's not my team anymore yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm mostly focused on you know making heretics better but yeah. i mean i do think that you know they positively surprised me yeah. yeah i agree i was i was i didn't rate g2 as highly we had a lot of people immediately putting them in s tier because i think that it was we needed to see like I know how good Mickey can be. I know how good Hansama can be, but I wanted to see it for myself. And I'm actually really surprised that we saw it this early. Now, I found out since then, apparently they're sweaty tryhards and they've been scrimming forever with this team. Yeah, they, they were, yeah. In the off season. Yeah. I mean, we played them already in December. I think one one day. Yeah. And we also played them in, in January. And um, I think we had like, we had four games against them or five games because it was like a very weird day where someone double booked, I think was... Maybe Koi's fault. I don't want to like <laughs> call out Koi. Like, I think maybe it was specifically Koi's fault. <laughs> but I, I just remember that we double booked and G2 had to like scream two teams that day. Yeah. And I think they finished like five games against us in like three hours. We just got like absolutely smashed. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I it think, was very interesting. I think the reason a lot of people doubted like the G2 is Hans had a week year on TL Mickey yeah, had a yeah, weird yeah. year on XL everyone was like yeah. nah, do they really do they, are they really gonna well, be as good as people say they are like back their peak and then you see them play bot lane you're like well they're pretty good yeah yeah the second <laughs> that they walked into the minion wave and dropped a Heimer turret down just bro when I saw this I was like Mickey Giga Chad <laughs> wow <laughs> that's how we play the game <laughs> jungler's pathing bot let me just trade as hard uh, as possible to make sure we can actually threaten some kind of play yeah it was it was, it was wild it, yeah that I was like Oh my god! To be honest, I do feel like the the fanatic game, the game was a bit undeserved though, because you know, they just shouldn't I think have taken that fight. I feel like yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. like they kind of played decent early, like defensively, fanatic, and I also mm -hmm. feel like Caps was like putting a lot of pressure on Humanoid later on to like all in him perma, so Humanoid couldn't roam the map, yeah. like he was perma in with Akali, which is smart. But why would you give them that fight? You know, but yeah. then again, on stage, you know, we played we yeah. played Kasadin against Vitality. And we like had like a better, was, like we had one drink to one drink. Yeah. <laughs> like we basically could just stall 
the game and mm. it was fine. But then we chose like, okay, guys, let's fight this dragon. You know, we are strong. We just won the previous fight. Yeah. But the only reason we won previous fight is because enemies are just completely just into it. And then yeah. perks like dash show the walls. Yeah, like yeah. all of them were just like kind of inting like the carries, right? But I also feel like we kind of messed up the draft. But anyway, it's 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 um. I think that you know some teams want to fight, and I think in BO3 is going to be more interesting because you actually take these fights and yeah. you don't get as punished long term. Because worst case, there's another game. There's another game. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think them taking that three v three bot like the game was just basically done. Yeah, the yeah. second yeah. like two zero I mean, Draven like I, I, that's one of those fights that's like everyone is so desperately from a public perspective trying to figure out who to blame. They want one person. They're like, who can we who can who we scapegoat? Show me the comms. fault is it? <laughs> who said the thing? But I'm just like, I think yeah, all so, three Sometimes of you can tell from like positioning, like when one guy's running and one guy's hitting, you know? Everybody played bad in that play. Yeah. Everybody played I bad. I mean, I remember play. like Zeri ing over the wall, Yumi not even being on Zeri, just yeah, walking into the fights. Sejuani, like, I mean, I think Razor honestly played it fine, but then by the end he got hooked, right? But then he yeah. got hooked because they kind of overstayed. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to say. Reckless yeah. took an extra step forward after they got the flash into the glacial yeah. augment path, then has to back up. There's like so many micro things that you can overanalyze, but ultimately it was just like, Let's just give it to G2. Let's just say yeah, good just, decision. Good job, G2. You, yeah, good, good job, job, G2. Good job, G2. Wow, really great, great job, G2. Micromanaging and everything. Great micro. <laughs> yeah, Absolute mind control masters. And then they had the Karma Zack game, which I think, yeah, was also really good. Uh, yeah. Lots of flexibility. So yeah, G2's impressive. G2's um, impressive. Vitality, the other team that's currently 3-0. Now, I'll, I'll say that I don't know if they're on the same level as G2, but the thing that I will say is for the first time in the history of Europe, not really, but we have a team that can stop Baron on command twice twice mm. over the weekend it's unheard of that they, was didn't, just, well they yes. didn't just coin flip it they stopped hitting the Baron that, how, honestly, is it, how are they doing it I am, not, it's not I am very impressed I'm very yeah. impressed because you know even in my previous teams this is like so much talking about in scrims like just don't hit and you know you say don't so hit simple. on stage and people stress out and they hit but then I saw Bo queuing to the Baron I was like okay on yeah die, just right? tank it yeah, yeah just tank just it wait for top and just lane respawn and, and, and no one hit it I was like what? <laughs> yeah. His team is not hitting it? <laughs> yeah, but that was very smart of him. That was very smart of Vitality. I think that was very... Honestly, I think that game was very impressive for Vitality against Mad Lions. Because, also because Mad Lions before that was having so many good games yep. that you would say, okay, Mad will probably win. And then, yep. you know, they took the scrimmage early on where Wukong got two kills, where it seemed like, okay, this, this looks like a good game for Mad Lions. But then in the end, you know, Vitality was just... I mean, I also think it was such a big mid-cap. It was actually insane. Yeah, the Niski yeah, was it was like, Yeah, I mean, Niski just made a few mistakes. I, I mean, like, but uh, to be honest, when is... I saw like ball level 3 ganking mid and running at Niski and Niski flashing into the tower instead of trying to like run the other way, yep. I was like... What? And then he flashed again and tried to like hit Eon. Yeah, no, no, it was missed. multiple times where he did that. So it was, I, I mean, mean, like, I don't know if Perks just like really, if Niski really doesn't like Perks, it was personal. like, a, yeah, it maybe was personal, but like, I felt like he was really making it like easier for Vitality. Yeah. Yeah. But Vitality also played like very well team fights. Um, and, you know, they played well around the map. So I think that's the best game they had. Yeah. I think the game against us was like not that clean, honestly. And I also think the game against Fnatic, they should have lost. Oh, yeah, and Fnatic just like literally gave it to them. But yeah. they are 3-0 yeah. and they are looking strong. So to be no. honest though, if I had to like choose between these two teams, I would You'd say G2, G2 is going like, to think that's really, like, like, All yeah. three of G2's games looked super, super dominant. And even if we want to talk about the Fnatic one kind of being maybe a little bit of mind control there in yeah. terms of just... I mean, they were still like super stompy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like because, I mean, let's be honest, I, I also would say not every team would snowball the game to that degree. When, even when you get these three kills early, right? You know, I can see a Draven not 1v2ing and just like 
catching waves even he's when he's two zero no? game down yeah. or something yeah, I saw the yeah game they, they, they definitely kept their foot on the gas I, I think that um you know I, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to yeah g2 facing koi g2 facing vitality because i think these games would bangers and i'm also looking forward to heretics facing g2 and koi because i just like to play good teams and i think it's gonna be a banger as well yeah yep. uh it's just touching mad quickly there apart from that game against vitality they were really impressive to me like uh uh, Cars in Hillesang, I didn't expect it to be a bot lane that would be as good in lane phase as they were on mid waves. Yep. Like in the mid game, they were never getting caught. There was like no problems. Hilly wasn't doing Hilly things, you know, in a bad way, like flash yep. polymorphing on Lulu and doing nothing. I mean, um, he did that in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but until that game three, until the game three, looked... yeah, until the game three, Hillesang didn't look like Hillesang. Yeah. No, Hillesang yeah, yeah, didn't look like Hillesang. Just look good. And then Chasey yeah. was just proxying his lane, just chilling top. So, I mean, they looked they looked pretty yeah, good. Their um, team fighting is still really but good. But it was Astralis. The thing is, they faced Astralis SK right so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay they're doing really well and they're beating these teams quite handily but when they face vitality everything fell apart so it's kind of still up in the air as to how good they are because i don't want to overread into their wins because of the strength of schedule i mean again it's one week it's three games you know yeah. you can't make definitive conclusions about anyone except for g2 <laughs> <Can> I... <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about um excel Ooh, oh they look terrible oh god they look i'm just gonna say it <laughs> I'm just gonna, I, didn't, I didn't mean it, Excel. Yeah, I didn't I mean it. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I was just, uh, even in their win, like their win, who was it against? Was it BDS? They it were was against, against BDS. That was the most disgusting win I've ever seen. It was an absolute. I mean, you saw the players when they got up. They're all just like it was a funeral. They were just sitting like, yeah, we didn't deserve to win. BDS but you know, like something interesting back to back elders like is that oh. I feel like you know when I played with Targamas, he was not like the most vocal member of the team. Yeah. And I also heard that Patrick is not like the most vocal member of the team. And I feel like the duo bot lane as a whole, they are like very solid players, very strong players. Yeah. But I, I wonder if, like, partially, you know, they need more guidance in a way, like, like jungle to bot lane synergy that that, that yeah. could could make them better. Because I also feel like, I mean, I don't know, I just I just feel like Odwana is like the only player that like is proven enough that he communicates well. And I'm not yeah. sure about like the other four. Um, but maybe maybe there's something going on, or maybe it's the game yeah. knowledge, or maybe decision. Uh, I mean, there's gonna be many I mean, things, you know. Zerse was talking a lot watching player cams. That's obviously not the greatest evidence but he would be the other guy that i would expect to be kind of a big communicator but his week was also rough i mean there were a lot of games where he's picking champions where you're like you can you can make an impact then he's kind of just very quiet yeah i mean the koi silent. game against against koi i remember he was playing vi and like ulting to narnia and just dying and no one was following up and they couldn't really do anything but you know that's um, like a thing about vi in europe like vi in europe was never successful yeah. Last year, last year, yeah. if you tell me someone is picking Vi, the it, other guy is gonna pick Javan, and the Javan is gonna win I every. I feel like time. owner played one game of Vi and it just mind controlled the world into convincing them that this champ is just OP. I mean, Vi is not bad. I think right now in the meta, it's very strong. Like you know, I think Bo <laughs> had like a really insane game on Vi. Oh yeah, I meant last year. Now it looks pretty yeah, strong. Now, now yeah. it looks stronger for sure. Um, but it also, I think every champ got nerfed. Like every champ besides Vi got nerfed. So I think she's true. pretty good now. Yeah. That being said, I also feel like European junglers never really used it to like a very high level. And I think that right now, I think we are seeing like better vice. And I think maybe Zerz didn't have the best game on it. But I also think it's like a lot about the team, right? Because yeah. Vi is a champion that it's so easy to run it down with. You press ult, you go in and you die. Yeah. It's so easy. And you've got to stop what you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so I just feel like... You die two seconds later instead. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a champion Jarvan. that you it's have like Jarvan, to... right? Yeah. I mean, Jarvan can still EQ... Like, you can flash in ult and EQ out. But yeah. with Vi, you cannot EQ out because they can block your Q. The only way is forward. So yeah. I feel like for let's say bad teams so to say teams that don't know 
when to fight, how to fight, how to pull the trigger, yeah. this champ can be very int. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I agree. I mean, the last thing I'll say about Excel is their bot lane's been really struggling. Like, they died 2v2 to Kalista's Raka level 3, which can happen. But um, <coughs> it was against Koi, though. And Koi is probably the second bot lane that I would say is like, they they have, they're Koi and, yeah. and G2 have the two yeah. best bot lanes. I agree. Um, and then I think that game, you know, Oduamli had like a little mechanical misplay on the Nash where he like, Flash yeah, e which, to the left which instead of the right. for him because he was like the only member of his team that was actually strong compared yeah. to their opponent in, yeah. for most of the stages of the game. But it just feels like nothing's coming together. It just feels like everyone's yeah. playing their I, own I, game. I, th I think this team has good coaching staff. I actually like Nelson. and I, I mean, I never work, work with Youngback, uh, but I like Nelson. And I feel like they are players that will be frustrated. They will not be like satisfied with getting Struggling. Struggling, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I was like, fifth? You think they're going to get fifth? I was like, what? Fifth? Fourth? Fifth? What? Guy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping it wholesome. Yeah. Family friendly. Um, yeah. No, so, young, young Buck's good. I worked with Young Buck. He's really hardworking. Like, he won't let a problem manifest or, or sit there. He'll try yeah. to fix it straight away. Well, that's good. I mean, I think that that game in general was the Koi XL game. Koi definitely coming out on top. But, like, I don't think either team looked back at that game and was like, Flawless macro. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> that game was just stroking their beard. It was, it was <laughs> like a good one. It was Fantastic. like a okay. <laughs> God, we're so damn good. Yeah. No, I mean, that, like a lot of the games this week were messy as hell. Uh, the Koi XL game was a good example of it. And while Koi ultimately coming out 2-1, I don't think, again, I don't think either team walked away from that one happy. Fanatic, the other, not the elephant in the room, but Fanatic, the other team that's just... yeah. I, I mean, I was hoping for zero three, honestly. I mean, it's not because I don't like Fnatic. It's just that we play them next week, so I was hoping mental boom before mental we play boom. them. Yeah, yeah quick so boom we can get a win. Well, um, Fnatic um, had the G two game, which were was mostly one really horrible decision. Yeah, where they all just ran into death. They just lemmings off to the Draven Cliff together, mm -hmm. and then they also had the game where they played against Vitality, and yeah. they actually were they about to win won. that game. They were they were winning and very then clearly. They lost. Threw and then they had a game where they struggled a lot against Koi in the early game, but then they pulled out in teamfights and won. So I honestly think maybe they look better than standing show. Really? No, I think so. You think so? I think so. Because, I, I, I mean, the thing is against G2, they got stomped, but everyone got stomped against G2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then yeah. against Vitality, they really like, they got, I think they just got overconfident in a way. And, you know, you lose a game like that one time and then you're like, guys, just calm down and just play your game you know like yeah, yeah. get the Nash or pace go p get the power don't in like it's, it's not hard you know <laughs> and then the game three they actually inted i mean they didn't wonder was zero four and i'm not saying he inted he just got camped but he, he got also camped into i mean he, he, he also got like, like a bit didn't he get like a bit capped on lane maybe and uh, maybe he did not photon sure in the photon game the vitality game or the uh koi game what? In, Maybe in, both. In the Koi game, in the Vitality game, he got solo killed by Photon. Yeah, he got solo killed by Photon. in the Koi game, he got dove like six times. Yeah, he got dove six times, but he also... I mean, yeah, I think he got dove a lot that game. I mean, he did... I don't know if he got gapped or not. Probably he didn't. Mm. I mean, he, he would probably say he didn't. And he would probably <laughs> say that, you know, he got gamped. But uh, it, it is true that he got dived a lot against, you know, Sejuani Jax. Yep. It's not a... Yeah. It's not like a very fun combo to play against. Um, but then I feel like to be honest, Fnatic draft that game was like completely unlosable. Maokai Jace yeah. walk Maokai Jace, come bro, walk the, the you river. just get so poked. Yeah. I played, like, you know, we had this game in scrims where enemy team, no names given, no. played Heimerdinger, Maokai, Jace, and I think they had like Varus or Ash. Oh my but like, God. You know, we, like back then, of course, all these champs like, are like pretty good and priority picks, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't say that back then, but 
oh my god i got like so much pain <laughs> it was so much pain when you try to like fight any dragon any nasher yeah, when you try yeah, to yeah. walk into any brush just as soon as you get slowed by maokai 50 percent slow into jcq, JCQ into Paris like a, yeah, into like walking into hammer towers bro like maokai it's not is just a competitively viable teemo He's just like yeah. the saplings are more so Yeah, more OP. Like yeah. the saplings are so much better than Timo mushrooms. Like they run after you. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You can't, it's you, you can't, you can't sweep them. You know, like and it has like less cooldown. Yeah, and you can place it from range, and it has like more and damage. And he has first strike, so he's milking you all the whole time as yeah. well. So he's just taking gold from your head while doing damage, <laughs> and you're burning. Please never refer to first strike as milking someone well, you know, ever again. It's a good idea. It's a good way of it's a good way of describing what you're doing. Do you remember the days of kleptomancy? Yeah. I do. Oh my god, I love that. Room. Oh my god, I hate kleptomancy. Was so fun, bro. You just kill like a little and mini you game. get like a one hundred gold. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. So you just pick up a red pot and win the lane. Yeah. yeah. How fun was that? No, it was you awful. Complete RNG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. But yeah, I think that draft was like very, very good from them. So yeah, yeah I'm curious where to uh, what to see. But I also, also felt like they just have like decent mid game. You know, I feel yeah. like humanoid always like kind of knows what to do, well, even though he dies on silence sometimes. I also feel like his like knowledge about where where, where to move on the map is like pretty good. Mm. Yeah, and they the whole like group is five team fight thing. They were super solid, good at pulling yeah. the trigger. They collapsed on flanks well, like. Obviously made easier by having a Sivir on your team, having that ultimate, the move speed. But yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, that part of the game was impressive. I just want to say Jin, I hate that champ. Like, I just hate it. I just feel like every time you have AD carry Jin on your team, it just does nothing. You know, they have Maokai Gragas and this Jin is trying to like ult from... I don't yeah. know, you look at those team fights from Koi, you had like Jax and Sejuani and Rakan going in and Jin was just like in Narnia with his ult, just tickling them. And he's got a good KDA. He looks like he's being useful, but not a player, obviously. Bro, no, no I've been to like some champ. Jin um in my past and i yeah. have to say this gem is so <laughs> yeah, dog <it's> shit <laughs> i mean i think it can be good if there is a draft where first of all you have carry top mid and then you have like a tank jungle or you have a carry jungle and, and, and tank top and mm -hmm. then you enemy team is like very squishy you know mm -hmm. like very very squishy and like it's it's very easy to like pick, pick people off but i do agree i feel like this gem is just negative damage like you ult and you your fourth bullet does damage if your team is winning the fight they will win the fight but it was but never because of you. Of it. Yeah, it's, it's not like, oh, you got the kill because you did 700 damage on a 20% HP target, yeah. you know? It's, it's, it's like your friend a, like, in the shooting games who's sitting back there with like Battlefield with the sniper, just like chaosing. firing a million bullets. He's like, don't worry, guys, this time I'll get the angle right and it'll like drop on the guy. And you're like, you're useless. Yeah. Please yeah. Come, yeah. come help. Come help. There's the like team, a shitter in your bro. face, 500 boomerangs critting <laughs> you, and he's like, like, just no. keep bouncing. Yeah, yeah. No. over here. You're running like lightning fast at this gin. He's like, don't worry, guys, one more shot be scared this time don't unbelievable <laughs> also like the reload takes so long i don't know there's so many yeah, things yeah, yeah. Just... i i when Jin feels good he feels really good in every other circumstance he just feels like completely... he's such a cool champ though oh yeah, yeah it's super fun to play i mean yeah. to be honest when i play solo queue adk i might as well look just, at Jin. Just and i know i'm gonna be useless people. but it's so fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just protest in the game playing Jin. it's literally just a mage guys <laughs> the ad carry players haven't figured it out this is why ad carry it's just a mage just got four bullets instead of relative relevant cooldowns. I was gonna say, who else haven't we talked about? I think it's just SK and BDS. SK BDS. Really. Uh, yeah, I mean the BDS game against Core or against Excel. Whoa. Was... Also, I will say before you go on that point, BDS. Sorry to up to you. Their intros, like co they're making Shout content. Shout out to BDS. Good content. Like they're walking up in in limos in like these old cars. They've got loads of others prepared. 
as much as they might not be winning, or they, maybe they won't be winning, but maybe they will, who knows? At least they're doing content. Hopefully know? not, because it's between them and us for appeal tree, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to have to fight against them for the... Yeah, we will yeah. fist when fight against... Fi when do you play against them? So this week uh, is like a pretty rough schedule, right? Koi, uh, G2, and uh, Fnatic, but then we have Excel, Mad Lions, and BDS, so this will be like the... <gasps> I just kicked the cable from the microphone. I Ooh. think you're fine. No, yeah. actually, I, oh, no, it's I from the headset. The headset from the headset. I don't know which one this is. Um... Technical difficulties. Let me see. Hold on. We might have to take a break now. Mine is plugged into the back. Wait, there's a. It's it's taped to the, the right here, right here, center here. It should be taped. Wait, wait, I'll put the. Oh, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. Oh. It's so here. which one is the, it? The gold one. The gold one. Yeah. I think we leave this part in for the YouTube. Audience. Okay. Does it worked okay, out. Yeah, okay. Maybe, wait, we, maybe we. There back, it is. Back, we're back. We're back. We're back. Can microphone. Okay. Everything's fine. So. Um, yeah, we play. We are gonna fist fight against Excel the same week as we are gonna fist fight against BDS and against Mad Lions. And I feel like all of these teams currently, I would say, are beatable. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely the easier week than you know G2 Koi blah blah. So yep. um, the goal is this week to win as many games as possible and hopefully secure our place in BO3. If we go 3-0, we probably yep. are making BO3. Yeah. Um, it's also you know not gonna be easy. And the next week, like the week three, will be the true, like the, the truthful week of whatever we are making BO3 or not. And there's no. Hey, I'm not making BO3. I mean, there's just no way, bro. Like, like I'm just making BO3. Like, I'm just, I'm just here sitting and I'm just making BO3. This there's is just no way I'm not making BO3. This is either gonna age poorly, manifesting, or fantastic. Either way, it's great content. Yeah, I'm Thank manifesting my destiny. Here, there it is, right there. Manifested, manifested up. Yeah. What do you? What are you <laughs> no, but isn't American to say? You know, probably. Yeah, the yeah. coach that like you know, I'm not sure if like we have any boomers that like yeah, were around, yeah, 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 around but like yeah, yeah. he he explained it to me the time of manifesting destiny. Okay. So okay. I said, and it, uh, he was very American. Oh, I and see. he said it's also very so American. So you convince yourself it's possible and it'll happen? Yeah, kind of. But it's mostly that I, I brought up this American, right? So it's, I just feel American, but I'm not American. I don't have, <laughs> I want anything to do with LCS. <laughs> so this is now so, regarded as like American voodoo. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm manifesting destiny. I'm making Bill Chief. Okay, you manifesting. Can you Make confirm the American voodoo of manifestation? Yeah, I think manifest destiny is not the right term i think that's got more historical implications but manifesting in general mm -hmm. conor oh, okay. mcgregor believed in it he would like focus really hard and he believed and he thought him and his wife would do it i remember that i watched a documentary on it and they're like mm -hmm. they like just believed that they were going to be rich and then they credited that as to like their success damn superstition i need to believe some things believe hard enough you believe in master three that's all that I matters i believe in the world right now yeah. bro <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, one step at a time there buddy uh, on the subject of bds i agree i like content i like orgs in general who are really um always willing to make content always trying to take that extra step even if you know no matter what your team's results are, I want you to be celebrating your players and putting your players out there. I think that is sick. I mean, actually, that's an interesting subject that you just brought up. What? Not BDS, but I'm saying, you know, they are making content, right? And I yeah. wonder if in the future, LAC or LCS would be about, you know, making content. So, for example, not necessarily like winning is the top priority, but yeah, yeah. being like popular, making sure fans are happy, mm -hmm. being like out there with everyone. I'm I not sure how to explain it. Like, no, you no, know, no, no, the I, kind of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. influencer style of... Yeah. I think that... Time has shown, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but outside of like a couple of players that people get really excited for, winning I think has always been the best thing. Because I yeah, think like course. G2 has a very good content team. They make they're probably the best content team yeah, that we have. But they also win. Inside Fnatic, but they win it. They also win a lot, mm. and I think that's what built that fan base initially. I think if they had lost all those years and still <laughs> made good content, no one would care. So maybe in years to come, but ultimately I think winning is the most important thing. Because if you look at like the teams YouTube channels. 
even when they're posting content consistently, if that team isn't like winning, it's dead. It's dead. But even, yeah, but it's also like the teams that don't have. I mean, let's say, I mean, it's just an example, right? But let's say there's LCS and yeah. Mr. Mm. Beast at World said he wants to buy an LCS team. Mm. Yeah. And then suddenly, like, will his team be popular even if he's not? If the team well, is like not the best, you know? I mean, I do. Potentially, th- I do think that like Koi, you know, and I yeah. think the big significance of Koi in most people's eyes is he buy. Yeah, and I think that is going to make a difference for the fan I, I feel base. like Ibai is like an outlier, though, because he is a, like, he is a giant. But, but, even, but even 100 yeah. Thieves and Nade Shot, like, people, I think, were initially, like, obviously 100 Thieves also had some initial success, but I think people were, you can, a big brand attached to an org is going to be significant, but I don't think it can carry... Over the years. It can't carry over the years. You yeah, still I mean, have yeah. to win stuff. Yeah. I feel like I, a, good, a good example maybe is like NNO in the Prime League, which was like they, it was it was aggering in no way for you. They're like yeah. pretty big streamers, but they had to qualify to the Prime League by going to like the second division tournament. Yeah. And like the viewers that the second division got were like 40 to 60K. Insane yep. amount of people just watching them because they're their famous streamers, right? So mm-hmm. that's one way of being a favorite streamer and influencer and be, playing in pro, but then being a pro and having that kind of fan base always hypes up the games a lot. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people are cheering you on, obviously. Yeah, because I think that, like, Yankos, you're a guy who makes great content. and But the thing is, you've also had the results over the years. So it's really hard to to separate the two. Because obviously people know your, like, streams. They know your personality. They're excited about you both as a pro player and it on as, like, a streamer when they watch your stream. But you've boost also my, won a lot. Boost my ego, Morius. Yeah, but you've also <laughs> won a lot. Please keep going. You've also <laughs> won handsome. a lot. You know what? Yeah, you've also won a Takes lot. Takes out the trash. You're handsome. You take out the trash. I mean, they've got a lot of other reasons to watch you. You know, so it's hard to it's hard to say why why people are there, why people are sticking around. Anyway, mm-hmm. a little bit sidetracked. BDS is a team. I think mixed results. We got. I will say we got a Darius and an Olaf week one from Adam. Classic. So uh, delivering. only Darius Olaf, right? He didn't play anything else besides Darius Olaf. Two games of Darius and one game of Olaf. I yeah, think. I think he did play two games. Did he play two games of Darius? I remember it against the Jacks. It was Odo's Jacks. He played it against. Yeah, yeah he definitely uh, played the last Shigenda. game. I remember he was playing um, Olaf against oh, on Renekton. Oh yeah, yeah, Olaf against Renekton. What was oh, the game? Yeah, what was SK. He was playing. Oh, he was playing Aatrox. Yeah. There was Oh, wait, they lost that game, right? They lost that game. Oh no, they won that game. They won that game. Oh, they won that. That was the game with K. Wait, they won against SK. They won against Gosh, SK. We lost against SK. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting more complicated. It's getting more complicated. Stop it. Don't stop manifesting. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, it's I remember this game. This is where Marcoon, like, level three gang top and Sejuani was there and they both died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, oh, yep. that one was messy. Um, yeah, so I think generally BDS has some things that I'm excited for. I think it was a bit of a struggle this week for Lebrov, specifically in the first game. Um, he was one of the only other players to get his hands on Heimer. And it, like, it looked like, to me at least, from an outside perspective, that... He took one bad trade against Halo Blades Ash and then just like never stepped up again. Mm. And I think that game was a real struggle, but it did feel like it got progressively better for BDS over the week. And a lot of the individual performances were ironed out. Obviously, the Excel game was, they were doing really well for a lot of that yeah, game. Yeah, Crowny almost solo carried the whole game with Lebrov. Yeah, as much as he could try. And then, I mean, they just kept conceding Elder Dragons and it was like, well, yeah. all right, guys, yeah. I'm to sorry. To be honest though, enemy team had Maokai, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They had and they Maokai. had a Tiev against Akali, and yeah. they had like superior side lane, and yeah, yeah. yeah, it was not, I mean, honestly, them, like, they, it didn't look that bad, you know, they really tried to contest everything, but at some point they would just get chunked out, and, and yeah. I think the way they contested was bad, but it's also like really not easy for them to play against enemy comp, so mm. I think they didn't play that bad. I mean, also enemy, like, Enemy won the game, but yeah, Excel didn't play the cleanest game yeah. as well. I think Excel should have probably like won it harder. So at the same time, though, I think you know BDS showed like some hope. Yeah. So what I'm learning is like if you get Maokai on first pick or something, you can go Jace on two, three, and flex it. And you just yeah. have like a virus in there somewhere or something cooking up in there with just a little bit more poke. You can't like you can't walk into river. It's I, just yeah. Owned. yeah. It's I mean, you just need to play something that goes really hard. Like you have to just like engage. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Jarvan, Galio, Camille, just Morgana, yeah. Black Shield, and the Camille go in. Maokai Sapperlings have to be the most annoying thing to exist in pro play for pros. As a spectator, I don't mind. I'm not sure if it's the Saplings or if it's like Hammer Towers because both champs are like complete annoying. You need yeah. a champ like Nico where you can like W every bush and just make your clone. Ooh, I actually everything. like the Nico. Yeah, throwing just, the clone in. Just As a counter? Well, I don't know. It's just someone just like Nico support like into the Maokai just to like soak up all the saplings on it. You know, some people said Daisy. So Ivor. And you play Ivor and yes. Daisy can actually tank with the shield. That's like a good you, idea you just, as well. But the problem is that the champ is kind of useless. And Nico is, <laughs> Nico is kind of useless as well. So. <laughs> we need a champ that's useful that can take We need to make a good game that has, or a good champion that has a clone. <laughs> Zyra? I, mean, I think currently it's Zyra like plants to eat Se- the Sejuani with Warmog armor is like the yep. current uh, yeah, yeah. Warmog that sounds good. Um, yeah, that's just so frustrating to play against. And I, I think I'm curious to see how BDS improve over the weeks to come. Uh, see how that kind of gets ironed out. SK are the other team. This is the trifecta right now. Right now, sadly for Astralis, they're not in the trifecta. Well, but for now, it's like you guys, BDS and SK fighting to mm-hmm. make it into top eight. And, and then we'll see which team <laughs> will make the BO3. Which team will make the BO3? It's, it's kind of exciting in a way because, I mean, it's like such a l- short lifespan. Normally, you get mm. to play at least yep. eight weeks until you are like out of playoffs. And yep. then it's like top, I think, yep. was top eight or top, top six? Eight, top, top six. Yeah. It used to be top six. Now it used to be top, now, now now it's top, top eight. No, but now it's top eight this year or last year? How was it last top year? Six, top six. Top six. Top six. Yeah, okay. So technically, it would be like harder to get to playoffs, but also like... The whole eight weeks, you know? Mm. Yep. Now it's like three weeks, bro. Like either you make it or you don't. And you're on vacation for like five weeks. Yeah. But and I guess the other back. side is like, you know, you're... You, it's not real vacation though, because I assume most of the teams will like stream, you know? Just yeah, yeah, because there's the winter split. There's no break between winter and spring. There's, there's literally week. like one, one week. week yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. But uh, I, guess, I guess the good side is like after three weeks, you know you're bad if you don't make it. Instead of like... Yeah. You know, eight weeks long by like week five, six, you've got like three wins. You're huffing everything, saying we can still do it, guys. Like the mood <laughs> yeah, is kind of bad. You're like, oh, surely we can turn it around, right? And then the, you know, we have to kind of instill fake faith and be like, yeah, yeah, we believe in like some kind of run. When it's like, well, I think they're kind of out at this point. But I it's mean, one of those anything can happen. Yeah, you know, the Shalcom Ryoga run, you know, can happen. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to do anymore. We change we format. We never have to say that again. Which we're, is great. By the end of this weekend, yeah. by the end of this weekend, we're already two thirds through the regular season it's incredible there's one week left and but you know when you think about it for pro players it's like so short time you have to improve on like before the season because now yeah. it's literally three days of scrims every week right so it's when the season starts you have six days of scrims left yeah. Yeah. because right now after the weekend today is wednesday we have uh three days left wednesday thursday friday and then boom three 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 game days then again wednesday thursday friday it's three intense. game days it's Do very you feel intense like it's, it's easy burnout schedule um i think it's easy burnout schedule also because we play six games but we also replace i mean i would personally I, I don't like the new schedule i would like to play six games but i would like to play them in a shorter like lifespan you know instead yep. of taking the one hour break which to me is like very pointless th- this is like very similar to world's meta where you have a uh, three games break into three games but at worlds you have two hour break and the break happens between five to seven and you have time for like dinner or you have time for yeah, something right I see. and then you kind of at worlds there is like nothing besides your hotel and league so you kind of just like perma play anyway so, you have so like it a makes night so block. much sense yeah, you have a night build, but you play between seven, seven to ten. It, it would mm. be the normal scale. Like from you start at I think two or one, and then yeah, you play three games. Then you have break between five to seven. Then you play three games again, and then maybe not, uh, some two teams still do night block. But right now we start at one. We have a break between four to to five, and then we play another three games until eight. You don't think the one so hour break like, is enough? I'm no. I just feel like it's it's not enough to really do anything like meaningful yeah yeah but it's only kills your time so i would just do no break and play six games if t- teams really want to play you know Full extra send. game yeah. um 
but yeah, I mean, it's just like my own thoughts, right? So I think it's quite intense. I think it's very exciting. But at the same time, again, there's not much time to improve uh, on. That's why I think we should scream, you know, on LAC days, even it's LAC, even like two, yeah. three games, just to like warm up comes, just to warm up yourself. And uh, we'll see in two weeks. It's not a very long time. Yeah. And we'll see so if we're making BOTs or if I'm, you know, flying back home or something. <laughs> yeah, we can talk more about some of the teams we maybe glossed over a bit this week, next week. Let's talk a little bit about the important games this week. Um, easy one coming up this Monday, Monday, banger day for games, Monday night league, uh, G2 versus Vitality. Mm. You're, we're all just, is everybody just in the G2 camp? I'm definitely on the G2 camp. Yeah, I think uh, so. Or Luca. I mean, I, I think Bo has had some good form. I mean, Bo's shown flexibility, right? Yep. Graves one day, uh, said you another day. I think Perks had like an insane game against Mad. Their bot lane has been good. Above, above, like average. I don't think yeah. they're like exceeding expectations. They were losing two v two in that lane. I don't. I think their way of stopping Lucian and Nami was weird because if you look at the LSK and the LPL, I think their way of doing it is much easier. Where if Lucian and Nami are open, they first pick um, Nami, and if you take away Lucian, then they'll play Draven into it, right? Yeah. And then if, but they denied the Nami and played Estrel into it and gave them Lulu. So it's kind of like yeah, that was a little weird. Apparently, mm. it's it's fine for lane, but Neon said in off out of lane, Lucian Lulu is just really useless. So it's fine. Uh, it's just about taking it away. Um, so their their plan there was a little bit interesting, but Photon has also been pretty good. I think Photon's been doing his job well. He's been solo yeah. killing a lot of top laners. Yeah, I think he's playing very well. I mean, yeah. he also likes to all in a lot. So I think if mm. more junglers go top, I mean, they said they have this joke in. I'm not sure if it's Vitality, but I mean, even on Twitter happened to me right. And Photon talked to me after the game as well. Like, don't come top. <laughs> if come top, it's like boom, you know. <laughs> like, so basically, I don't know if like more teams will come top to gank Photon. Yeah. Maybe it's something that that could stop potentially stop Vitality because I do do see him all inning a lot in Jax. But I think mechanically he's very very good. I had him in my Champions League game yesterday. He was yep. smurfing on on Nars. So I think you know he he's a top player that I think will grow into like a very very big powerhouse in Europe. Yep. Um, it's also because European top laners historically hasn't haven't been like the strongest. So yeah. I definitely think he will be one of the best yeah. ones. I think the biggest thing is not necessarily like individual skill discrepancy too for the G two vitality matchup. Although that could definitely happen. Um, but I mean, I think their that, mid like, game is clean as hell. They're yeah. really good at transitioning pressure and transitioning advantages. Like even in their final game of the week, where bot lane wasn't pulling ahead they just immediately started going topside and like they adjusted really well on the fly yeah. which i liked i was just gonna say something i uh we talked about on the desk on the weekend was like people like chasey and photon upgrade the top lane pool in europe you know Bo and malrang change like the way eu junglers play the game in a way where it's like you know malrang comes in with a psycho style big upgrade <laughs> Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Marang was like perma gang. I mean, I think he got better, honestly, in summer than he was in spring. Because in spring, he was like perma ganking and he would fall behind a lot. Yeah. And right now, he's still perma ganking. But he's not falling But behind, he's right? not falling behind as much because he's more aware of like his timings. And before, he was just doing it a bit more like mindlessly, so Loosely, to speak. Loosely, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I mean, he's, of course, you know, a good player. Yeah. I just yep. overall feel like people, like those players coming in with these styles, just help Europe a little bit. Lo makes the junglers think twice about how the game's played and maybe they adapt a little bit of the style. Definitely. I think it helps. Yeah. I mean, having like a great team's great players helps a lot, right? So if G2 yeah. is very good, you can you can bet a bang on it that like you know by by summer split by spring split teams are gonna like we have to you know adapt we have to be yeah, better yeah. than them mm -hmm. how do we get yeah. better than them we have to work harder we have to do what they do or we have to do it better or we yep. have to counter what they do so there's many ways you can think about it but in the end it helps us to go stronger yeah I think that that is that has been the case I feel like EU has always been its, its strongest in the last years when we've had one very clear top team that was when you guys were 
were the best team in 2019 on that G2 lineup. I think that like it brought everyone up around you as well. I mean, 2020 was, we were still the best, but it was way closer because of 2019 where people, you know, developed a lot. And I think this year could be the year where Europe again becomes relevant, like Mm -hmm. on international stage to actually, I mean, Koi did make it out of groups last year, but there was like, I mean, to me at least there was like not a lot of hope that they would, you know, be very good. I think that the difference will be not about winning best of fives against the LCK or LPL, but about like the, the bar is competitive. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's where it's like, I mean, okay. I think it's possible. Like, maybe they will. I mean, I don't know how good they will be by MSI, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example. And I don't know how good, like, LCG LPL will be. But, I mean, right now, I think they should be competitive, right? Will they win a BO5 against Asian teams? I don't know that. But um, but I think that's, like, the first the first yeah. hurdle. Like, getting out of groups is great. But then if you're not competitive in the best of five, it's like, okay, that's, like, average EU level. Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? That, um, that's what has it, been over the years. And we yeah. got, like, spoiled some years where, like, Fnatic was doing well, G2 was doing well. But... Yep. For, I think, the past two years, we didn't really have a team that... No, we didn't. 2020, 2021, I think. Yeah. Maybe this year, though. Now we've got two teams in MSI. Maybe those two can pop off. Yeah. Yeah. Only other things I'm going to call out, obviously, the Heretic schedule. We've talked about it already. This is the gauntlet. Will they win a game? Can Yankos and the boys rally? Friday, Koi... Or, sorry, not Friday. Saturday, Koi. Sunday, G2. Monday, Fnatic. It's going to be big bangers. Did we talk about Koi? I know we're going towards, like, the We talked a little bit about Koi. We talk about we can talk more about it next week. Okay. I think we got a lot of teams to talk about. We yeah. kind of we branched across a lot of topics on this particular episode, and I want to make sure that we get Mr. Marson out out the door. So I mean, you can... know, I can talk about Koi if you want me to, but I don't have to. It's up to you guys. I have some thoughts. You know what? This is the most disorderly podcast of all yeah. time. I just one, completely one like you know. We talk like I, I feel like in the middle yeah. of the postcard we're talking about like trash and chores. Yeah, but now there are like some league as well in there. Yeah, yeah. There this some... podcast has been all over the place. That's the thing yeah. is, is like, I feel like it's always like this when I'm like participating. in You things. are you're very quick to jump about... topics, and I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna drag you down. I want you yeah. to fly free. I'm sorry for that. No, you're but fine. I think it's fascinating. Like, yeah, it's interesting. No, no, no. You're great. Sometimes you take a topic and you just rant about it. You jump around. He's the same way. To be fair, you just accept. Sometimes you have to like try to rein you guys in, and sometimes I just let you go and today we're just letting you go so yeah we've talked about the games coming up this week saturday sunday monday as one final bonus topic for the game let's talk about koi who i think we might have already talked about but whatever let's talk about koi yeah uh i just want to mention i think yanko said it they have probably one of the best spot lanes in the league but the team just looks different like something just feels off about the team in mid to late game um maybe it's not a super larson meta but I think Victor and Azir and like some mages are still meta. Yeah. Uh, better than last year, Rise. I guess, with Akali mm. and, and Silas and things like this. But I mean, I think big change is that, of course, they lost Odwamna, which I think was vocal in their team. Mm. But also they lost Chris, which is my current coach. And I actually think he's very, very smart about the game. Mm. And I feel like the way he talks about laning phase to players and the way he talks about mid-late game, I think he was actually a big influence why Koi was good macro. Yeah. But on top of that, I think Shigenda is a bit lost on the map. So not only Shigena is lost on the map compared to Dwamna, yeah. even though his like mechanics and laning phase is good. I agree, yeah. Like yeah. his uh, his like macro knowledge is not the best. Then they lost a coach that was, I think, big part of why they understood macro. Yeah. And then they also had like a long break. I think they are like one of the few teams that like did not scream at all during winter yeah. break. Lar- Larson said in an interview a very blunt way. He was like, Yeah, we're not off-season nerds, so we didn't scream. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I think okay. they will be good, you know. <laughs> I think I wouldn't be too worried about Koi. They already proved uh last year that the team of them being boosted in playoffs is gone because you know they we always say like Rogue Koi they will go to play they will like good in BO1 then Mm. BO5 they struggle but they actually went top two top one Mm. uh spring summer so I think that you know they they will they will become good I think yeah Shigenda needs more time I guess yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's also weird. They have to, I mean, if they lost a coach who's really helpful with their mid late game, they lost a top laner who's veteran. And certainly, if there's one thing you say about Odo, he generally, like, he knows how to play the map. That is something he's good at. He knows how to control yeah. his wave, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that's, we'll see how Shigenda grows into his yep. current role. But, um, bonus yeah. topic done. Bonus topic done. Coming up this week, one last time Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days of League of Legends action. Honestly, every week. Every week. It's going to be wild. It was wild this week. Hopefully, we'll have all the issues that caused pauses this week removed. If oh, wow. Not, that would be great. You might get an extra three episodes of the Euphoria podcast on Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, Monday. But if there is pauses, yeah, if you're a really we should big, get him a mic and get him on the cast desk and we just we'll pause just for 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah, we'll just... Yeah. All right. What is your team talking about right now? How are the pick bands going? Oh, uh, actually, we were talking about the chores and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> talking about the chores and let's just say... Uh... <laughs> I get first pick until further notice because no one else is taking out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Maokai, baby. Maokai, baby. All right, this has been Euphoria Season 11, Episode 3. Thanks again to... Is it Episode 3? Is it Episode 3? It's Episode 3. Is it Episode 3? Episode episode oh, no, we had to. I don't know. It, it, it's Episode 3. Let's start. Episode 3. Thank you so much for being here, Yankos. Good luck on the, Thank on you the growth of the trajectory. I appreciate you inviting me. I heard it was also like partial Twitch chat inviting me, actually. Twitch chat? Twitch chat. Because I, I heard you ask on stream... Who, who to invite and then the yes, chat a lot of people said you asked on stream yeah. yeah you see i came to you I in the told, middle of the I day and i was like hey bro can. who do you want to prioritize and you went to twitch chat well it was <laughs> you missed me while i was streaming they make your memes they decide are you for well, you, you missed me while i was streaming so i was like them. i was like guys who would be good on you for and everyone said yankos and i was like yeah yeah, cause. All right. And well, I was like, you know, you guys care about me. You guys invite me because, you know, I'm oh, cool. Yeah. I changed teams. I do. I was it like, was a good call. That was also I was true. like, I, was I, was like, like you know, I changed teams. <laughs> they probably want to talk to me. Yeah, like, it's great. And then I go on stream. I'm like, hey, I can find the euphoria. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we know. Because <laughs> Kedral... No, it's, it's also because we really appreciate you as a, I as a like, guest. Uh, I didn't know. So they don't uh, care about me, and I already accepted the invite. That's right. yesterday, and I was like, well, it's what we want. Accepted it's it. what we want. It's what the people want. Everyone's mm. happy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, come watch <laughs> this weekend at 6 p.m. Until further notice, who knows what could happen in the future? Um, LEC still in the midst of best of one. One more week of games. Two more weeks of best of one, rather than we're into best of three. It's going to be banger. Yankos is manifesting that he will make it to the best of threes. We'll see what happens. And of course, if you want to watch either Welcome of these Welcome to my world. Manifesting top eight. <laughs> That's my... Oh! <laughs> no, that's top to... six, no? You were yeah, trying yeah, to... Yeah, manifesting top six. six. Exactly. Uh, it's even worse. It's called the Cadral <laughs> format, actually. Um, check out both these guys on Twitch, by the way. If you want to help decide future Euphoria guests or... Um, <laughs> yeah. If you really want to see someone on Euphoria, go to Cadral's stream. Go to Cadral's stream. Or if you want to watch some uh, high-level champions queue yeah. with Yankos and a bunch of ERL players that he has to wrangle <laughs> like cats as they run across the map in an undisciplined fashion. Both of their Twitch channels, fantastic. It's great content. Check it out. Otherwise, we will see you guys this weekend for the show and back here next week for more Euphoria. Thanks for watching. Thank you. <laughs>